Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? You know, when we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do I get the show into all the apps people like to listen to? You know, best of all, how do we like to make money off this podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to to podcast right away. In fact, that's what we're doing right now by reading this ad. You know, I like to listen to, to my scary podcast during the week while I'm at work. And man, let me tell you, it just gets me in an extra zone so I can keep working all day long. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. episode of the High Level Sports Podcast, the one you've all been waiting for, given his recent championship with the Lakers. We are all here today to decide whether or not LeBron has increased his GOAT status, fallen down the GOAT status, does he even become a GOAT, is he even a top five, maybe a top ten player overall? A Billy GOAT, a Mountain GOAT, an NBA GOAT, what kind, what, not a GOAT at all, maybe he's a sheep. Yeah, you never know. Um, so we, got, we have Devin with us today and uh, we will be discussing Kind of where we have LeBron at at this point in time in his career. Where we think he'll fall and kind of what do you think? So, I mean, I guess real quick, guys, get us started. What do you think, DJ? Goat, no goat, top three? Three words or less on a goat conversation? Not fam. Okay, not fam. Uh, Devin, what about you? Where's uh, where, where's LeBron LeBron fall, three words or less? Uh, no goat. No goat. 
Okay, all right. Uh, I'm going to go, yeah, man. So. All I'm, right, so since you want to be the outlier here, you tell us, let's hear your GOAT argument for LeBron. All right, let me just start out and say that it is a very close argument for LeBron and MJ. Both of them. But right now, at this point in time in his career, I think LeBron has done more on the court to earn that status of just being that guy. We didn't have MJ fatigue when MJ was in the league. There was no, oh, he's been great for too long, so we're not going to give him an MVP award this year. We're going to give LeBron MVP fatigue every freaking – James Harden doesn't deserve one MVP, but he has one. And, well, LeBron deserves it. So I think he's been too good for too long. I, I You know, I look at it, and then what he's done off the court on top of it takes what was a 50-50 argument, maybe a 49-51 argument to MJ, and kind of just overwhelms it. I mean – you look at it, and you, when you think basketball today, you think you think LeBron, and then MJ. I mean, don't get me wrong, I grew up in the MJ era, so I still you know, have that consideration for MJ, but everything I'm looking at today, I, I, I mean, LeBron is a, is a better teammate for his teammate, like for the team around him. He's always been a better teammate. He's taken lesser players to higher stand, like to higher degrees of success than what MJ ever did. I mean, MJ... Until he got Pippen, I mean, he couldn't beat the Pistons. But, you know, LeBron with a bunch of scrubs and Delonte West, his stepdad, made it to an NBA Finals. So, well, I mean, that was Delonte wasn't quite there when they got to the Finals, but. Ah, he was, he, he, was, he was there in heart. I mean, he was definitely there in his mom's heart, that's for sure. Damn, man, like too soon. <laughs> but, no, I mean, yeah, you know, look, I, I look at it and I'm, I'm just, I can't see a realm in which LeBron if I'm picking a player and I'm thinking this is going to be the best player to build my my team around from now until the day they retire I'm picking LeBron day 1 no questions asked and I believe I'll be just as successful if not more successful down the road than if I pick MJ so and that's that's to me how I do, I take this debate and then you add to everything he's done off the court it's there's a lot that you know, if I want a super, I want the guy, the face of the NBA. I want him to be able to handle himself in front of a camera. And MJ struggled with that during his career, and never actually really did anything to get set himself out there. But LeBron has no issue getting in front of a camera and saying what he believes, and that's that's all. I mean, that's that's what I want. You know, I don't want I don't want my face of the league to be afraid to handle the media. That's never anything I want to see. So, that's my take on it. That's my take on it, at least. So, Devin, do you want to go next, then? Let's go in here. With, let's hear yours on this one. Okay, I'll, I'll go. Um, and my, my, my big thing, just, um, I don't think LeBron is the greatest of all time. And, I mean, it is, it's close. It's so very close. This is a very hard decision for me to make. Um... But, I mean, for me, end of the day, Michael Jordan was, even when he was with the Wizards, he was averaging, like, 30 points a game. He had some pretty bright And I'm like, we don't need to talk about Michael Jordan and the Wizards. Like, that is, like, as NBA fans, it's, it's not real. <laughs> that was not a, a time in Michael Jordan's career. But, I mean, he was still... As an old man putting up points. With tendonitis um, in both knees, too. 
What? And with tendonitis in both knees, casually just... Yeah. Like, and I mean, he was just doing his thing, which is scoring the ball. <laughs> Michael Jordan uh, is just one of the most elite in basketball to score the ball. And I think with that skill he has, of his ability to score the ball, I think he's the greatest of all time. Um, I mean, it's hard... Like, and it's really hard comparing the two because they play basketball so very differently. LeBron James is more of a player that is going to make everyone around him better, make the right pass. Even me is the better player and would probably make the ball and so he passes it out to the open three. Um, he makes his teammates better, where Michael Jordan, I do agree, doesn't do that as well. But what Michael Jordan does is he makes... He makes the decision to put it on himself, and then he make, and then not to give the ball up as much, and he'll score. And I think that decision making enough to win the game. I think it gives Michael Jordan just a little bit of that edge. I see what you're saying. So basically, with Michael, he's putting the onus to make that final shot on him. So if it doesn't go in, it's basically like, okay, that's on me. He's not passing it to Danny Green, who's basically been ice cold and putting all the blame on him, more or less. Thank you. Yeah. Is that what you're kind of going with? I just want to make sure I got you on that one. Yeah, that was exactly what I was going for. I was just blatantly saying it. Okay, I got you. I guess I'll go next, and I'll start by saying the fact that the conversation is LeBron the GOAT or not means there is literally no insulting either way on both players this way. We are literally comparing the pinnacle, so I feel like either way you're not insulting either one of them by saying they're not. At least my humble opinion. I feel like if you put me in the GOAT of anything that's not negative or destructive or catastrophically embarrassing, I am cool with it. And even if you do, it's still kind of like, all right. It depends on the level of catastrophically <laughs> embarrassing. Then we'll, we'll at least have a conversation. But The worse, the better. <laughs> within reason. <laughs> so I'll start by saying I disagree with you on the whole Jordan fatigue. I mean, Charles Barkley got one kind of out of Jordan fatigue. Carl Malone got a couple from Jordan fatigue. Like, it did kind of exist. It just what his career wasn't quite as long as LeBron, so it didn't seem as dramatic, but... It did kind of it did exist a little bit. I mean, there were plenty of times where Jordan could have got more MVPs. I think it just it wasn't as prevalent because LeBron's playing for 18 years straight, where Jordan had that two year gap and then the, then the four years and like so it wasn't as prevalent. But he did miss out on a few MVPs. He has like what six regular season MVPs? Could have nine, ten. Yeah, I, it's not as bad. Cause it's not a during the prime of our lives watching it, and b it's not for so gosh damn long. Like LeBron's been an MVP candidate since 2007. Yeah, pretty much. Like, he's been a top three or four since. So it seems like every damn year, like, that's why it seems more prevalent, I think. Where Jordan's was more for a decade, give or take. Where this is going on 16 years now since he's really been in. Well, he's year 17, 13 years, and still climbing. Should have been an MV, Could have been MVP this year. I'll say uh, the, uh, about the MVPs. I think the Malone, yeah, that was definitely a, a, a Jordan fatigue moment. But I think... I think the Barkley one was kind of a flip-flop for him. Like, they kind of messed up earlier and didn't give Barkley an MVP when he was absolutely outstanding, and then they gave it to Jordan, who was kind of... No, he's still outstanding. I mean, yeah, but in that in that season in particular, it was like, I could see them flip-flopping that for Barkley and Jordan that time, but, but the Carl Malone one definitely, I'd say, was fatigue for sure. And the James Harden one, the, the second guy was Russell Westbrook in that one too, so it wasn't even really getting it over LeBron. It was, if anything, that was also making up for when they gave it to Steph over him two years prior. So, weirdly enough, LeBron's in the top three every single year, but there's been like a four-year stretch there where he was basically number three. They were trying to give it to other guys more or less. So the fatigue's real, but I think it did apply to both of them. 
I don't have him as the GOAT for a handful of smallish reasons, but I will say, A, we are having, I will reiterate, we are conversating the <laughs> pinnacle. So everybody who has LeBron in their heart and soul and tattoos of him across their chest and chosen one tattoo to cross their nutsack or whatever they do to pay homage to LeBron James, not insulting him. <laughs> I would basically keep it really simple to start with is he, LeBron might actually be the best player considering if we were to grade them like 1 through 10 on each individual skill set, they're all those sort of things like post-up game, shooting, three-point shot, free throw, mid-range, fadeaways, just go down like a Excel spreadsheet basically, that weird type of thing. LeBron's going to have a lot more 8s and 9s where Jordan's going to have some more 7-6s. But I think I think Jordan has more tens, which is one area that might separate him. I will when I look at it too. Let's just kind of look at it. He LeBron has a one times. He's not really a scorer. Devin mentioned it. He's closer to a Magic Johnson with a little bit higher volume scoring than he is Jordan's play style, who was a score first type of player. That being said, scoring is kind of since the day we were three years old playing on the playgrounds at the time we were in high school to if we played college or every or basically in the YMCA against all the old guys that like to walk around naked in the locker room. I hated those guys. I hate those guys too, and I that's why it was always nice to drop 40 on them. And we always said we dropped 40 on them. We didn't say we got 10 boards on them or we got 10 assists on them. We talked about dropping 40. And when it comes to get, dropping 40, 50, 60, MJ's a 10-time scoring champion or whatever it is. I don't even know the exact. Stupid, yeah. It's all of the scoring championships, basically. LeBron only pulled that off once, which I know it's not his play style, and getting it once is still impressive, but the game still is, comes down to getting buckets. The number one priority of basketball is score more than the other team, and it's not like football where defense beats great offense usually. In basketball, great offense beats great defense. The point in case, Michael Jordan's closest comparison, Kobe Bryant. That man could shoot the ball with his left hand while getting – one hit, his right arm fouled, both legs tackled by Ray Lewis, and then someone else, Shaq's sitting on his head, and he still throw up with his left hand and make it because that's just how basketball kind of works. It's kind of weird that way. It's kind of like how boxing's a game of defense. So the like Floyd Mayweather, the better defense will win as far as defense and scoring points every single time, whether you like it or not. Where MMA is a game of offense where just because you have a perfect defensive shell, takedown defense, you could still lose the fight from someone just outworking you. So that's how I kind of see it in basketball, too, is offense will beat defense pretty much all the time. Well, all things created equal, better offense will beat defense. And speaking of defense, Jordan's a multiple-time defensive player of the year. Basically, his entire prime, he was on first-team all-defense, where LeBron should have one defense player of the year. That, in 2013, he should have that one. Marcus all his that was his, That was weird. I don't think anyone fully agrees with that. And LeBron's a very good, versatile defender, like we mentioned, checking all the boxes. He could guard... Most ones, most twos, most threes, quite a few fours. Maybe some undersized fives, not like Joel Embiid, Tim Duncan, like prime centers, not Shaq in his heyday. Like, not an elite center, but he can guard, like they put Kendrick Perkins. He had him guard Mark Kendrick. Gasol. Nah, he's not guarding Mark <laughs> Maybe now Mark Gasol, but defensive player of the year, Mark Gasol, probably not. But the point but is. Toronto Mark Gasol? Absolutely. Just because that's a spot up shooter, basically. <laughs> but the point is, like, I'd still give a slight edge to Jordan, at least in perimeter defense, where LeBron, he says he's a perimeter player. That's how That was kind of the big issue with him in Miami is they wanted him in the post. He wanted to be a perimeter player without being a point guard. So perimeter defense, I give Jordan the edge there because he has 94 feet of clamps. I mean, we talk about Scottie Pippen being arguably the best defensive perimeter player. Jordan's in that conversation too. I mean, like, yeah, even in those later years when they couldn't, that second three-peat after the, the 72 and 10 year, they weren't really... 
they weren't scoring a lot. Like those ones against the Jazz, the final scores are 85 to 76 yeah. because they were only giving up 76, even though they were kind of offensively inept. So defense, that area, I kind of give him the advantage to. Where I will say is LeBron does have a lot of uh, – he has arguments. That's what I, I'm going to touch on those two really quick. I know mine's a little longer than your guys'. So no, no. This is, hey, these are opening arguments. These are yeah. opening arguments. I'll give you guys – I, I just, I've been thinking about this a lot even before the finals and just kind of – it's something that I always think about because I don't, I, want, I don't want to say one thing and then just overlook something, if that makes sense. I'm really trying to be thorough on this one. So but. you're saying you have the random thought in the car while you're driving home and you're like, hang on, i got to pull over and type this into my notes. Not entirely typing in my notes, but it gets stored in the back of my weird sports knowledge brain that remembers everything, yet I can't remember what I have for breakfast at the same time. It's the weirdest thing. Fair enough. But anyway, so what I was saying, too, is we talked about defense, kind of a wash offense, similar. Where LeBron does have a lot of them is versatility. Mentioned that. Longevity, it's not even close at this point. LeBron still has six more years of playing basketball, barring injury. Easily, easily six more years. Three more years of being a top-tier player like he is now, arguable MVP candidate, than probably three years of being... I came still an all-star, but maybe not quite LeBron James necessarily. I'm trying to think of like a comparison that's in the league right now, but <laughs> it's hard when to even think about LeBron besides LeBron James, honestly. But just kind of a lesser version of himself, I guess, maybe. Maybe like that Horford-esque? Well, a little better than Al Horford, but kind of a similar okay. thing. Like he could still be as productive like Jason Tatum, per se. Maybe in a different, maybe not as okay. many points, but like. Or like a current Chris Paul. Something along those lines. Yeah, like a slightly more productive Chris Paul. Something along those lines. You guys get what I'm saying, basically. Yeah. Or like early early in his career, Kawhi, before he exploded, the similar type of thing. So obviously, he's, so he's going to have all the records. He's going to have the all-time scoring record, the all-time. He's going to be all-time in assists. He's going to be up there. He's not passing Stockton because that's just a broken record. He's not going to pass in rebounds because all the damn centers we talked about. But the fact that he's in all those conversations, his versatility and longevity is going to put him right there. We talked about the pressure and the expectations. It really shouldn't go much into the GOAT conversation, but I'm still going to give him credit for it. No one has had a spotlight on him quite like this and still doesn't. He's handled it. He's had his moments of you, doof, you doofus, but he's never had anything of like catastrophic means. Like The, the, villain, the, villain, uh, the villain commercials is what spring to mind when I think of doofus moment for LeBron when he did the, uh, the don't hate me because I'm good commercial or whatever it was with nike that was just atrocious like, like he has his goof moments but he doesn't have like he doesn't have all-time bad embarrassing like pac-man jones like those type of things no or major michael, missteps no michael vick type things like just some other players you think of nothing where or even the quote-unquote gambling thing with michael jordan like you don't have those quote-unquote accusations barring over his head the worst thing i think is delante west and his mom and that's honestly <laughs> that's not even his fault <laughs> yeah that's just that's weird to, and then on top of that, I'm basically giving. I'm going to make LeBron's argument, and then go back to Jordan's. We're going to do a sandwich of. We're going to do a goat sandwich real quick. Fair enough. LeBron, he did it with multiple coaches. I mean, he took Mike Brown to the finals. He took. Well, I'm not. I would say he took Eric Spoelstra to the finals, but Eric Spoelstra has kind of proven to have been that. So he was him and Eric Spoelstra went to the finals. He drugged David Blatt to the finals. Well, that was a pretty. That was the best team in the East, bar none, the way they assembled it. But still, he was there with David Blatt. They get rid of David Blatt by LeBron's desire, whether he says it or not. They take Ty Lue to the finals, and, well, Ty Lue is now the head coach of the Clippers, so I guess he's doing all right. Single-handedly gave Ty Lue a job. Basically, the basically, yeah. And then after that, he, yeah, and then he comes to the to the Lakers, and Frank Vogel, a really good coach, don't get me wrong, really good mm-hmm. coach. He's he's a good coach. Not a Hall of Fame coach, but he's a good coach by current day standards. Okay. Like, when you, our standards are really low right now. He's not a Hall of Fame coach. He's not an all-time coach, but he's good. He's not embarrassing. He's better than, like, Mike McCarthy in the NFL, for example. He's 
He's better than he's, a lot of those guys. He's all right. He's not Bill Belichick. He's not Tom, Mike Tomlin necessarily, even though Mike Tomlin's overrated. He's not John Harbaugh. I'm he's, biased. This is the whole reason I don't like Frank Vogel. Fair enough. Okay. As long as we're on the same page. But I think of him in almost a similar conversation, like a Frank Wright sort of thing. Where they're a good, yeah, he's, they're, a, he's a decent coach. Like, I mean, he's not going to be – he's not above average. He's he's just right there at average to – I give him a – Slightly above. I give him above average. He's a top – he's in the top half, but he's not necessarily that guy where you're like, okay, if we're doing a fantasy draft, I'm taking him with one of my first ten picks. Like guys like Doc Rivers and Greg Popovich are like, okay, give me him and I'll build the – we'll figure it out from there. Frank Vogel's like, all right, we got the players. He can handle it. Yeah. Like I mean, you I give think, him players, he can handle it. But I think I pick him over Luke Walton for sure. But yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. That's, oh yeah, that's okay. Anyway, moving on. So the point <laughs> is, LeBron has been able to work it with different coaches, similar to the Tom Brady Peyton Manning argument of football, which we might have to do a video on that someday too. That'll be a little bit different considering how things are playing out still. But Peyton Manning, four different NFL coaches, four different four times of the Super Bowl, different one each time, four different number one receivers, that type of thing. Yeah. Where Jordan, you had Phil Jackson, you had Scottie Pippen as your running mate, like. A lot of similarities there, so that's that's kind of where my LeBron argument, pro-LeBron, goes. Going back to the Jordan one, I think we kind of talked about how where areas I think he's better. I think the one that the two things that come down to me in is, one, it's hard for me to put someone as the greatest of all time when you're sub-50% in the biggest, game, biggest series of them all. Like, for, obviously, it's, I'm not saying six for six. That can't be passed. If LeBron was like seven and three in his ten finals or six and four, I would feel a lot more like – I feel like the gap's a lot closer. Having a winning record in the finals is a big deal. I mean, Tim Duncan is six and two. Let's say LeBron's six and two in the finals. I think this is a shut case, honestly, if you have that. Because oh, yeah. I look at the 2007 finals, not, not a lot he could do there. He underperformed, obviously. There's, yeah. there's obviously extenuating circumstances to everything. You could go back into Jordan's career, too, I'm sure, and be like, What's he supposed to do when Scottie Pippen goes out in Game 7 against those bad boy Pistons with a broken head, basically? They, they could have gotten to the finals that year. Who knows? Like, We could do the what-ifs. I'm just going by the – it's not the game-breaker, obviously, like I said. It's not the fact that LeBron has lost in the finals. It's the fact that he hasn't – he has a negative record in the finals is what kind of hurts. Like, Let's say he finished his career with 15 finals appearances the way it's going, hypothetically saying – so that would involve it five more. Be from, too far out of the picture, either. It's not a let's say. So that means he has five more finals appearances. Let's hypothetically say he wins five of them. So he's nine and six in the finals. He's the go. He, I I I can see those six losses look like they look a little bit penny when you have a when you win two thirds of them that you're in or whatever it is where you're nine and six. So whatever the numbers are, three out of two, whatever. However you want to do the math, yeah. but it's not just finals. It's just having the losing record when all these other things are so equal. That plays a factor. And the one that I. The one that I think kind of, I'm not going to say shuts LeBron's case, but it makes it nearly insurmountable unless he does play like six years at a high level again. Look, let's, they both kind of came to the year two, 2003, 1984, so it's kind of nice. They have a similar, but we could start it, start it a decade number more or less. Like their first six, seven years in the league, they were outstanding. They have a really similar career path when I looked at this. It's mm-hmm. freaking weird. I don't like it. So their first six, seven years, they're an absolute phenom, but they're not going anywhere. There's other teams there like. They're undermanned, but they're superstars. They're young, they're young monsters, basically. They're Lamar Jackson and Patty Mahomes, just a little bit less around them. So let's basically start their dynasties at 2010 for LeBron and 1990 for Jordan. Jordan, during his, his run in the finals, when he was making the finals, and LeBron's last decade, both Hall of Fame just decades by themselves. We can even ignore those first seven years that were Hall of Fame years for both. During Jordan's, nobody else ate. Nobody else got to even come to the table and eat. It was always the Bulls. They... They beat this. They beat the Jazz that you talked about. They beat the Suns. They, 
The Pistons? The Pistons. Yeah. yeah, they beat – nobody else got a chance to eat. During LeBron's 2010s, the Spurs still got to finish out their dynasty multiple – they got a finals as well as nearly got two of them. And then another dynasty took place at the same time with the with the Warriors that had a three out of four. And don't get me wrong, like, Jordan never played those Spurs and he never played those Warriors. None of those teams competed. That's because he was that good that he made his teams the Warriors and the Spurs the way he was able to completely change it. He was the X factor when you look at those teams. LeBron, as fantastic as he is, it's hard. Other people got to eat on his watch, which is, and during his prime watch, too. That's, it's kind of tough for me to, when, like we said, all these things are created equal. Those are small defining factors as far as GOAT conversation. Not just yeah. best player, but GOAT. No, I, I, I get those. And, and I, well, I, I don't, don't get me wrong. I don't like that he has a negative record by any means. And they're it, not all his fault. I'm not saying that. It's no. just it's still on your resume. But you hit the, t- the nail on the head as why he has a negative record in the finals. Coaching. Coaching. You're talking MJ has Phil Jackson, arguably the best coach to ever coach in the NBA, and when I say arguably, I'm pretty sure it's unanimous. I hope nobody else has anybody above him. Uh, but, yeah, that's – I mean, Phil Jackson is the innovator of the triangle. Who are some of the coaches that he faced in the finals other than – really, like, I mean, who's who's a great coach that he faced in, in any NBA final? I mean, Jerry Sloan was pretty nice. That's it. Jerry Sloan. One, one coach that he faced one year. Part of the reason we don't remember any of those coaches is because nobody really remembers second place. But do you know the coaches that LeBron's lost to? Because they got first place. Well, We remember first place. Arguably top three coach all time in Greg Popovich. Which is kind of along the same point as already made. Doc Rivers in the Celtics. That wasn't in the finals, but... But, I mean, to get even to the finals. Like, we're talking, like, his career. He's faced the toughest coaching out of anybody well, in this we're, conversation, we're like, to include that. There's still like those Celtics and then the Lakers and all those teams that Jordan faced in the East too. I mean, like, but not in the not not in the Eastern Conference Finals, not in the NBA Finals. He didn't face them when he's sitting here going on his epic run in the last decade. He didn't face them then. He didn't really face Doc Rivers and the Celtics much except for the first. Okay, year. so he so take out the Celtics. You're still t- facing Greg Popovich, who is again arguably top three. You know, you're facing Steve Kerr. You're, who is in and of itself made himself a top five coach to go along with? Oh, by the way, I was a great player back with MJ. Good player. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But you know, he's won titles. He knows what it takes to win titles. And you're you're doing this with Ty Lue as your coach. With he chose Ty Lue, but fair enough. With Blatt as your coach, with David you, Blatt, you know, he chose to go there with David Blatt. I mean, I feel David like LeBron Blatt, has always picked his coaches, except he, for Spolstra. And he tried to get rid of Spolstra, who's turned himself into a Hall of yeah. Fame coach without him. Okay, and that's fine. Don't be wrong. Like like we said, if, you guys can keep saying he wants to kill, go, choose the coaches. It doesn't matter that he chose his coaches. It matters that his coaches were shitty. Well, like at the end of the day, his coaching staff minus Spolstra. Awful, and you can't win a final if you don't have coaching. It just—it's not just one player that wins you finals. Look, MJ and LeBron are both perfect examples of that. I mean, it's not like any single player has led a team to an NBA Finals championship. They've led them to the finals, but not to a championship. They've always been out coached by a better coach. But and you see it all the time. But and you know the one thing that makes MJ so great is he was in such a perfect position where he has a running mate in Pippen. And he has a head coach in, in Phil that is just outstanding. And then you look at LeBron. Where's his? I mean, he's had what? Kyrie, and D Wade, 
and now Anthony Davis. And yeah, Kevin Love and Chris. And K Love, okay. And Chris Bosh, all, all, all Hall of Fame. But he needed. Players. He had the running mates. But what is he missing from the combination? The head coaching. And you can't have you can't have it one way or the other. You can't say, hey, yeah, MJ had Phil Jackson, and that's great for him. But LeBron chose his coaches, so that's a minus for him. I literally did say it was a minus. I oh, I'm said, saying I'm, I'm, I, I have listed here argument. is that Braun over Jordan. He has it because of the coaches. And that that's was, that's the argument that a lot of people make though is that he's like oh well he always chose his coaches so you know it you can't count that against or you can't count that for lebron or against lebron but the fact is you can count it for him i mean I he's succeeding despite his coaches lack of abilities i don't think they were necessarily lack of abilities they just weren't necessarily hall of fame coaches every time i mean spolster he was two and two in the finals with and he lost one of those finals on his shoulders that's that that matters when he lost that one almost by himself really. i mean yeah like but, that's that's another thing is he has – You don't go poke a bear like Dirk Nowitzki and, and think you're going to get out of there scot-free. And you don't have a running mate averaging 30 and would be the MVP, and then you lose the game four straight in a row too. They're little, they're little things. We're nitpicking, but that's how close we are. We're talking 9.9 and 10 out of 10. Like these little things do – they do kind of make a case against him. Uh, you know, that – again, heat – the heat era withholding, you look at just what he's had to deal with, and it's – I'm sorry, like – I. He has done more with less than MJ by far. I mean, by far. I don't know. Far about, in a way. Yeah, I don't know about by far. He had the one running mate the entire career, which is obviously a plus for him having the one guy. But that one running mate might just happen to be a top ten all time NBA player. I don't know who's making that list, but okay. I mean, look, if if Pippen isn't at least in consideration for a top twenty, maybe top fifty. Oh boy! All right. Average like seventeen. Some six, some some real hate coming out here. But average anyways, six, seventeen six and five. Anytime one of LeBron's guys do that, like Kevin Love did, he's absolutely chastised. And Kevin Love was the third guy, not the running mate. I'm just you know look. I we all we all talk about that Pippen matchup, and you even said it that you know he's considered one of the best running mates to ever go along with somebody. I said one of the best defenders. So be it. That's part of being a running mate with somebody. You know, but we also talked about getting buckets too. He, it was all about Jordan getting buckets and everyone else contributing in small factors. When LeBron had co-running mates, Dwayne Wade's a hall of famer and a top 30 player in his own right too. K love is a hall of fame level player. Will he get there? Probably not, but actually no, it's the basketball hall of fame. He'll get in the hall. Yeah. He'll get there. He'll get there for his college years. He's he's averaging 27 and 14 before he went with LeBron. and was delegated to a three point shooter. Chris Bosch is a hall of fame player. The first year before the blood clots, unfortunately kicked in, he was averaging 30 and 15 for a while. There was making an MVP case. Kyrie, Probably not a Hall of Famer because he can't get out of his own way, but when they needed him in the finals, he was getting buckets and averaging 40 along with LeBron during those, that 3-1 comeback. It was the LeBron show, but he was not alone. Kyrie was the second-best player in that series. Yeah, and I'm That's, just saying the same thing for, for Pippen, but in my eyes, I look at Pippen as a better running mate, a better number two option than what anybody LeBron's had, except for, except for Wade. I will say Wade, in my eyes, Wade is a better running mate, a number two option than and, and Anthony Davis in this last final. Anthony Davis too, yeah. Well, we saw I, during that, and there's still plenty more to come. Maybe Anthony Davis falls off a cliff violently for the rest of this, and it's possible, and that could make in, that'll, in one that year. Will, yeah, okay, I'll give you one year worth of. That's all we got to work with so far. Like. Of Anthony, but I just think of, of Pippen's best year as MJ's running mate. He's he was better than this one year we've seen of Anthony Davis as LeBron's running mate. I think I would disagree with you on that one, I, but to each their own, I guess. I mean. I, Anthony Davis averaged more points, more rebounds, equivalent assists, considering he is a power forward center where Pippen was practically like a point guard, point forward. 
and then the blocks and the steals. It all signs kind of point to Anthony Davis on the one. Scotty Pippen's a Hall of Famer, top 50 ish all time player. That's one fantastic running mate. Then you had what was left of Dennis Rodman when he was kicking cameramen in the nuts and fighting referees and banging. That Carmen was the Electric. best Dennis Rodman. What are you talking about? It was the funniest one of the ones. Yeah, I mean, statistically, it was the best Dennis Rodman to play. He was a little bit better with the Pistons. Offensively, as as definitely better. Better with Pistons. rebounds too. That's when he was leading the league in rebounds and defense. See, either way, we're split. Like we said, we're splitting hairs. I'm still giving it to MJ, but LeBron has the closest case of anybody, in my opinion. I don't think there's a whole lot of things that go against him. There's just a few nitpicky things when you're talking this close. MJ's, I'm going to hold it against MJ, the leaving after the three-peat, and then leaving again because Phil Jackson's probably gone, which speak we talked about great coaches, talked about terrible management with the Bulls too. They kind of blew that thing up. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, okay, but Gilbert, on the other hand, is... We, we're not going to get into Dan Gilbert. We're going to hold bad coaching and ownership for LeBron. we got to point out the problems with the Bulls, too. Oh, him. absolutely. Yeah, no, their GM was when an you, idiot. When it came to scouting players, he had two or three really good finds early. And then after – and I guess getting Tony Ku coach later was a nice addition, even though no one was scouting European players. So you literally just – Yeah, you just home. picked the best one from the Olympics. You just kind of walked over and they're like, hey, want to come play in the NBA? There's literally no other competition. I mean, like that's like giving Nick Saban first dibs on every football player nobody else can, is offering take Dabo Sweeney and all those other guys out of it, you're going to yeah. get the best. Granted, Nick Saban does that anyway, so maybe not the best example, but you get what I'm getting at. You get first dibs of all the players. Nah, Nick Saban doesn't do that, but the people he pays does that. Touche. But <laughs> point is, when you get first when you get first dibs, you're going to get you're going to find some quality players like that. Yeah. No, and that, I mean, those type of things help, are the reason we see Dirk Nowitzki, et cetera, now, because they went and grabbed some of the best overseas players. So I'm, gonna, I'm giving it to MJ. LeBron's fantastic. He's in the damn goat conversation it's a goat debate and there's really not a whole lot of other people to debate with this isn't this is close to a this isn't like those early democratic caucus debates where you have 17 <laughs> damn candidates yelling at each other this is probably close to what we see now with two uh, actually let's not put in that that, yeah, that let's, thing was, let's leave the politics out of this one huh? you, you see where i'm going with it though where this is a one-on-one debate not a 1v1v1v1v1v1 necessarily unless you want yeah. to get real 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 annoying with it the no, two I, these th- are the two clear candidates for goat I think Jordan has more – LeBron has maybe more pluses when you look at it, but he has more negatives too, which I think are what really kind of pull him back for me is he has the negatives weighing down a little bit more for me. See, I, I don't know. I guess you look at him as negatives. I guess it's the type of person, the fan I am. The type of person you are. Okay, Mr. Philosophy. Well, the type of basketball player. All of us the type of basketball player I was, I wasn't the guy that was going to score 40. I was the guy that could put up 10, but it would do more by assisting and rebounding than anything else. I mean, Jordan. So for me, I look at a guy that has more pluses on all the statistics, and that to me, I wasn't talking about determines statistics, but. determines a goat versus just being able to be the best scorer and the best defender. Like that's 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 you know I guess that's why I choose LeBron is you chose I chose an all around guy versus I mean thirty. Okay, sorry. Let me let me put it this way: all around can cover point guard to center versus. An all-around shooting guard. I'm going to take the all-around that can cover point guard to center. Well, point guard to power forward, let's be honest. Really, one through three, and then occasional smaller big guys. Yeah, I mean, you just you look at it, and you're just like, you know, I, I just can't can't think of, for me personally, I, I just look at it, it's, it's, what, it's what checks all the boxes for me personally, is what LeBron offers. It's not, what MJ offers is great, it's fantastic, but it's a lot like Kobe to me, where it's, it's very one-sided. He'll rather he'd rather punch his own teammate in the face than to help build up his abilities. 
I mean, it did build up Steve Kerr's abilities in his own words. He said after that it made him a better player and a better coach, too. I mean, like... And that's, that's in those days, though. This is the whole thing. In those days, you can get away with that shit. Today, if LeBron reared back and punched, let's say, Jared Dudley... In the uh, face? Well, that's not for everybody who wants to punch Jared, Jared Dudley. Hold on now. Okay. I mean, I, we Fine. don't know if that isn't already happening. Like, <laughs> but this is the thing. is like, you know, in today's media, it wouldn't come out that that's happened. Like, you can't secretly punch your teammate in the face and it doesn't come out at some point in time. It's also apples to oranges, though, because if there was this type of media and exposure at the same time from Jordan's entire bringing, maybe a little more controlled about it. When you when you know you can get away with it, you're a lot, lot more likely to get away with things. If LeBron could get away with punching... A lot of these – you think he doesn't want to punch Kyle Kuzma in the face a few times, especially when he dyed his hair? You think he hasn't Look. wanted to punch Kevin Love in the face? Look, I know – I can only think of Delonte West, and I know for a fact he almost punched a lot. There's no way he couldn't have almost punched Delonte at least. There is an entire archive of memes of the way he looks at Kyrie and Mario Chalmers. He would punch one of them in the face so quick if he could. But no, I just – Oh, yeah, J.R. Smith during – the, uh, he doesn't know what's going on. I'm sure. He punched him yeah. in the face with his eyes on that one. Oh, yeah, no, that, that's for sure. But, no, I just, <laughs> you know, it just matches. I don't know. For me, I'm like, I've always liked the all-around player versus just, I say just, but the guys, a guy who is looked at as just the scorer. The guy know? who could do everything but specializes, that likes to score more and does that better than just about anybody ever. Yeah, Granted, yeah. there is like that. There is a stretch where Jordan averages a triple double for more than a month, showing he's perfectly capable. Hey, look! In I, finals, he does the same drive and dish that LeBron does. I look. I don't get me wrong. I grew up watching MJ and just literally. I remember growing up in Alaska and watching MJ in the finals and just being like, "Oh, that guy's different." Like, mom, why is he better than everybody? <laughs> and how do mom, I do that, mom? How does he fly in the air so long? How did he? How did he switch his hands and do all that magic stuff? Can I do that? No, son. No, you you no. stay sitting down right there. Sir. You you keep two feet on the ground, sir. We're gonna give you some football pads and you're gonna play left tackle for us. Real That's, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, no, seriously, it's like what MJ did when I, you know, and I again, we had the luxury of watching the end, you know, middle and end of his career, and we've had the luxury of watching all of LeBron so far. I just think, you know, what LeBron's offered so far is greater in my eyes than what I got from MJ. And again, that, that personal bias included in that. If we're talking about off the court, I feel like it's, I think it's LeBron. It's still a close conversation, but I think LeBron wins off the court. If we're going to factor just off the court in there, but uh, I, yeah. Oh, sorry, Devin, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I, I totally agree. I'm like, if you're going to go off the court and add that kind of stuff, it, I think it becomes a different debate. Um, and I think, I would probably change, but I'd have to think about it. But, but I mean, because LeBron or MJ, he was basketball only. I mean, um, everybody buys sneakers. Democrats, Republicans buy sneakers. Uh, he's never been one to voice. Never really was. Um, so that's so much different than LeBron now. So I was just taking this as purely basketball. And that's pretty much what, I, as far as I know, is just the, a basketball goat debate. I mean, if, if we're going to try and change the change the subject here, then we factor in off-the-court stuff. Then, obviously, speaking out and that sort of thing, LeBron's going to take that part of it, guaranteed. But I think you can... I think you can also kind of add in the fact that Michael Jordan revolutionized the game. He made it overseas. He made it cool. He His sneaker line is still the most expensive to the point where people stab each other online for him, so... I think off the court, it's still not even that different. When you, if we're going to factor in all the off the court, if we're going to talk to just social speaking out issues that way. It's obviously LeBron, 
but I'm not. We're gonna factor in all the off the court stuff too. So I'm, gonna, I'm we're talking pure basketball, at least how I was doing it. I'm giving it to Michael. We factor in off the court. Certain parts of it, LeBron completely goats him. Other times, Jordan keeps it close. So I just look. I, MJ's got it right now. I mean, I was, like I said, LeBron's still climbing. I'm not gonna give a guy who's still climbing and has years left and hasn't fully passed him in my eyes and just give him the nod. Yeah, no, I get that. And I and trust me, I think I've said it many times on those podcasts. I have a hard time giving somebody who's still playing the ability to be a number one guy. But because I included the off the field, off the court stuff is why he is number one. Now, mind you, yeah, if we're talking pure basketball credentials only, I, I, it's fifty one forty nine in my eyes. But I, I brought in the off the off the court stuff as well because it is part of what we think of when we think of LeBron. Well, it's like, that's more like a, he's a goat human being. Then I was talking about. Well, just it's guy. a it's a goat it's a goat NBA basketball player at this point in time. That that's part of being an NBA basketball player now is you have a camera you have tmz in your freaking house at this point that's like an off the court thing too though but it's still part of being an nba basketball player tell Kawhi leonard that uh, tell delante west that who had his career ended because of it well that was more of because he gave money to everybody and they when sometimes when you feed a leech they don't stop sucking yeah that's my point though is like part of being an nba basketball player especially nowadays you have to include the off the court stuff because it is all part of the ecosystem of being an nba basketball player now it's all so on the camera all the time but that's also at this sort of time frame. Now, this wasn't a, we can't really compare this to other eras because it wasn't the same. And, and when you still look back at it, we saw it in the last dance and other things. Jordan was still a rock star that everyone was following around with cameras. He was the closest thing to what we have now. And he dealt with it. Yeah, just, that's just it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking away from what he had to deal with from the person. Like, I mean, yes, international. He was the first international superstar in basketball. Still the biggest Period. international superstar, realistically. Yeah. Very close, very close. Yeah. I mean, considering like we just talked about people literally killing each other over his shoes when yeah. he's been retired since 1998, I'm, and not, it's not including those wizard, aforementioned wizard years. Uh, Which somehow you still sell from those years and not the worst looking things ever. Uh, Anyways, yeah. Well, that's your inner sneakerhead coming out on that one, but okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, no, I mean, look, I'm not taking anything away from that, but you have to include it if, you know, I, I include it for LeBron so I can include what I can from MJ. You know, he, and unfortunately he was in a time period where it was frowned upon to speak out as an athlete so that kind of it works against him in that manner and that's why for me it's it's a 51 49 debate without it in favor of mj with it in favor i don't put much weight into it but i put a two percent weight into it so it's a 51 49 debate towards lebron for this move it's kind of how i look at it is i'm like it's so close right now but if this continues if lebron's art continues the way it's going we have five years of just sheer dominance left uh, I mean, it might not even be sure dominance, but as a pure number two for the next five years to Anthony Davis, then all right, uh, he's he's the goat that at that point. But like hands down, but right now to me, it's it's it is a fifty-one forty-nine debate, and I said that at the beginning. I, it's a tough choice for me, but I'm giving it to LeBron. I'm still giving it to Jordan. He has, I think, he has more. He has more big time. He has more moments, more accomplishments, more great like more great moments in his career. Because LeBron's is not done yet, as I aforementioned. LeBron has more numerical victories, more or less, where Jordan has more memorable victories, as well as having a bunch of the stats as well, too. Points When you go per game, per game PER, per game points, per game, all that stuff, Jordan's a dirty, dirty man. Right now, LeBron's going to have more total because he's going to play, he's probably going to play 20 years plus. He's a 17 now, is it? So Jordan played, what, 14, 15? 
Yeah, I mean, two retirements and... Yes, exactly. So, so totality, when it comes to all that, it's going to be LeBron. I already mentioned he's going to be the all-time leading scorer. He's going to be top... T- like, his final resume is going to be insane. And this, Luke, we can revisit this when his final resume is out. This is a little projecting from all of us on that one. Yeah, and it's 100% the fact that, at this point, he's the first player to win three titles with three different teams and win MVP for think, all three teams. I think it's in- win MVP with three different teams. Well, it's, it and with three titles as well. Yeah, like I thought Robert Horry already did three teams. I was pretty sure a couple of players done three teams before. I could be wrong, but I know he's the first for oh, three well. different MVPs because they were talking yeah, about and, Kawhi and, Leonard doing it, and well, lo and behold, LeBron beats him to that too. And then on top of that, I mean, he did get Danny Green his third championship with three teams too. But that's 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 a more entertaining factor of you know fact for me. Okay, that was just okay. I that, he just literally dragged Danny Green's body to this championship. Is my point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Danny Green had his moments until the finals. I mean, that being said, since he dragged Danny Green's finals there, he still probably should have just taken that shot. Yeah, I mean, look, Bam is oh. not a defensive center that can stop LeBron James. LeBron is his decision making is not always right. It's always right, but it's not the right choice. Yeah, it's not the right choice for his. Honestly, if LeBron decided to hold on to the ball and take the last shot in his career. We might be having a completely different discussion right now because he might have hit 10 different game winners at some point in time instead of passing it off and watching somebody else miss. That he's at, he's that would add to his moments things that'll stick at the kind of stick of the memory bank for goat too, I think. Yeah. Having, he already has more game winners than if I'm not mistaken, he technically does have more buzzer beaters like true buzzer beaters than Jordan or Kobe. I could be but wrong. But they, they're kind of meaningless. There's a lot of them that are kind of like random layups on a blown coverage and that sort of like that one against Orlando, amazing! Holy shit! The one against Chicago in the playoffs with the Cavs, okay, I see you. And then he had a couple. He had a, that one against Indiana, okay, pretty nice too. I think it was with the Victor Oladipo Pacers that they went seven games with. So, like we, like I said, he. I think LeBron will continue to add to it, have more great moments. It's hard to compare them because they're such different players. It'd be easier if they were just both pure get buckets or pure versatile. But when one's pure get buckets but does everything else really well. And one guy who does everything else really, really well, but can also get buckets. I I feel like they grade out almost the same, realistically. We did that grading system, more or less. It would yeah. be like, out of 100, if we could grade them going like 10 different factors, grade them out of 10. We're looking at a 98 overall rated guy and a 99 overall rated guy, if we're going to go by that sort of thing. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And I then mean, I look at resume. I gave the slight edge to Jordan because his resume is complete and has a few less blemishes at this point. That Whereas LeBron has a few more blemishes and a few less, oh my gods. Fair enough. You could do the same. This is an argument. I teased it before. We're going to do it anyway at some point. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, you compare their legacies. Tom Brady has way more accomplishments. Like, his resume is a lot deeper. Oh, yeah. But I think Peyton Manning's are arguably more impressive. Similar to how LeBron's are arguably more impressive, but Jordan technically has more right now. Yeah, and, and that's just it. It's, I feel like this, this whole argument right now comes down to personal preference because, as you mentioned, career's not over. Um but, I, yeah, it's, I think you're exactly right. It's a 99 versus 98, and it de- depends on which side of the, the fence you fall on is, is which one you give the 99 to. I will say, though, if I can get either one of them on my team, you're you're winning championships. Yeah. I think I'd feel more comfortable with Le- I would probably feel more comfortable with MJ winning the finals and getting to the finals, especially at his best if I can get him some sort of competence at running mate. LeBron, I think you almost have certain types of players you almost need around him as well. Like, you saw him and Dwayne Wade only worked because Dwayne Wade was that great as itself and kind of was like, all right, I will play around your game. Because the first year when they were just both dominating, they got to the finals, they both averaged like 30, but then they couldn't figure it out and Dwayne averaged 30 in the finals and LeBron fell apart violently. 
Whereas later in his career, you got Kyrie, a guy who fits his whose skill set complements LeBron's more, and Anthony Davis, whose skill set complements LeBron's the best realistically. You kind of they say LeBron is the system. That's kind of been the thing. Like, oh, we don't need a system for LeBron. He is the system. Problem is, you got to have players that fit that system. He doesn't necessarily adapt to just about anyone quite as well. No, not at all. Just because his system is so running the offense, being being a typical playmaker quarterback, where Jordan's like, all right, you got to get buckets on occasion. You got to get rebounds. I'll do the rest. Yeah. He has that diff- he has a different of okay, I could do kinda like what we see Deshaun Watson doing in Houston where it's like, all right guys, get Bill O'Brien out of here and let me just handle it, okay? You guys just do your thing, I will make it happen. Hmm. And then I think that that's a little more Jordan where LeBron where LeBron's a little more like the Tom Brady and Peyton Manning where it's like this, that, the other, I need to be here, this, that, that. If you're not quite here, this doesn't quite work, bad things can't happen a little more often. Yeah. Like when we see Tom Brady throw bad pick, it's like it's the receiver does a seven yard out instead of a instead of a 10-yard out, and then the ball's overthrown and picked off. He doesn't necessarily adjust to that kind of adversity as well. With Tom Brady and Peyton Manx, they're such precision. They're surgical freaks, basically. So I think what that's... I'm, what I'm hearing from this is you cannot wait to talk about Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. It's really, it's really quite the comparison when you think about it because they're arguably two goats at quarterback, and that's the most important position of football. Basketball, a single player can make that big of a difference, as we have seen. So it's kind of a, it's a unique cross-sport comparison we can make. Because we really can't make a comparison like this in basketball. No, this, considering is, this is the comparison. In yeah, basketball. this is the, this is the top one. But you know, and that's the thing is is we are at that point where we don't know for sure yet um, where LeBron's the rest of his career is going to go. But as of right now, I mean, I, we'll go ahead and wrap this up real fast. Is uh, you know, you can just tell just how quickly this has gotten to being a very close argument. Whereas a couple years ago. This wasn't an argument. So, I mean, right now you got, what, two to one? And right now you guys both have Le- as uh, MJ as the GOAT, me as LeBron, but just barely. So, you know, we see how this is going. And this will definitely be a conversation we can continue in the future. And What I will say, though, before we sign off, actually, you know what, I'll let you guys, if there's any final remarks, let you guys go first. I won't mind to be the last ones. <laughs> Devin, do you have any last words you want to throw in real quick? Um, No. Nothing, nothing. No more on the goat debate. Unless we're gonna throw in uh, the good old white mom of Brian Scalabrini. All right, that's that's okay. That's the true goat debate. We'll get that once we figure out this one. We're trying to find the number one contender. That's a different championship fight. We'll get there. All right, go ahead. You all good? Yeah, yeah. LeBron fans and Jordan fans are the two worst fans out there. They are so both so toxic and. Oh my goodness, they're terrible. You can't listen to either one of them without wanting to drive a stake through their heads. The completely biased ones are the worst. Why can't we just appreciate greatness from both of them without having to put down the other one consistently? That is a great question. And, you know, I double back to your point of, uh, of you know, they are, these are the only two options for a GOAT debate. And that in and of itself should be success. So, And the problem is if you say that, then somebody immediately jumps in like, oh, Kobe's better than LeBron, or oh, Jordan wouldn't last in this era, blah, blah, blah. Don't I, I, don't, yeah, I don't want the excuses. We can just witness greatness, and that's what we're doing right now is we're witnessing greatness, and we, we have the fun, though, that we can debate it. So so that'll do us for this episode of The Great Debate. Uh, we I'm, I imagine this coming soon. And as DJ pointed out, we will be hitting Peyton and Tom Brady soon. Um, but thank you for joining us this week, guys. And uh, stay tuned for next week. we got a got kind of continuation of this argument in some ways. So, so we, we have the GOAT debate more or less settled, quote-unquote, but where does that put everyone else in the top ten? I mean, that's pretty – that's a heck of a list. This one, I'm sweating just thinking about it. This is a tough list to make. Exactly. So can't wait for that next week. Um, join us every Thursday on the Unhinged Sports Network. And until next time, guys, see ya. See ya.